Welcome to Voices of the Walk, Pass for All's everyday walking podcast. Our mission is to get Scotland walking, everyone, everywhere and every day. In this podcast series, we'll be hearing from a variety of Scotland's walking champions who are helping make our vision a reality. Well, here we are at Camargue, uh, and it's turning out to be quite a nice sunny day. We're sitting in this wonderful man cave, actually, of your father's, which is great. We're here to talk to Gillian uh, Craig. Um, and Gillian uh, is here to be interviewed because you recently were awarded the Community Path Volunteer of the Year, uh, yes. and, all, and we saw you at the Scottish Parliament, which yes. was wonderful. I hope you enjoyed the night. It was a great night, yeah. yeah. Well, we certainly enjoyed it as well. It was lovely seeing you there. Uh, we thought we'd find out a bit more about you, uh, so we've got a number of questions we're just going to ask, and maybe we can start that by just explaining a little bit more about your life. And, and sure. Uh, so I live in Kilmarnock. I am married with two little boys, Nathan who's eight and Thomas who's six. I work for Sustrans part-time three days a week at the Active Travel Hub in Kilmarnock, which is a partnership between East Ayrshire Council and Sustrans and funded by Pass for All. And when I'm not working I have a few voluntary roles, one of which is the Ayrshire Coastal Path who actually nominated me for the award that you mentioned and I take a lot to do with local walking festivals whether it's leading walks at those or helping to organise them and the biggest part of my time is taken up with my website which is Gillian's Walks which we'll talk about a bit later. Yes well I thought actually it'd be a good opportunity just to to go over a little bit about that nomination because it was wonderful and you stood out it really was people think very highly of you so if you don't mind I'm just going to read out the first sentence really think of explain to everyone who's listening to this uh, just how impressive you actually are and the huge amount of work that you do. So Gillian Craig is an impressive, energetic, enthusiastic, committed individual who has worked tirelessly and unselfishly to further interest in walking throughout Ayrshire and beyond. Well, that's uh, what more can you say? Is there any point in saying any more? I don't know. That covers everything. So that's terrific. So I was wondering if you could tell us actually how you became interested in path development and promotion. So I suppose I could take it right back to when I was a little girl um, and my parents used to take me and my sister and I hill walking a lot um, and that's kind of where my love of the outdoors stemmed from. I knew of a lot of different programmes happening on the hills, conserving footpaths and, and that kind of thing and it's something that I'd always wanted to do but life kind of took me away from that until the last few years but I had always kind of assumed that you had to go north to do something like that and it would be I kept looking at sort of intensive courses you could go on where you actually um, some were voluntary some you got paid to go and do but it would be time away from my family and I hadn't thought that there was anything in Ayrshire and it's, it's kind of part of the Ayrshire Coastal Path story but after having walked the Ayrshire Coastal Path came to realise that it was volunteers who maintained it that then you know set off a light bulb in my head that maybe I didn't have to go all the way up north to do to do any of this kind of path work. So I asked if they would mind very much if I came along and and learned from them because I didn't particularly have skills in that area, but I was keen to to learn. And being a local long distance path made it even more interesting for me to to be involved in mm -hmm. um, maintaining it. So, so they accepted and um, I joined the team. Fantastic. So expand a little bit because it was the Ayrshire Coastal Path and the work that you do there that nominated you for the, the award that you received. Yeah. So expand a little bit more about that, uh, the Coastal Path then and, and where does it start, where does it end, 
how many people are involved in it, okay. what sort of activities do you directly get involved in? So the Ayrshire Coastal Path is what actually one of Scotland's great trails. It runs 100 miles along the coast from Glenapp in the south to Skelmerley in the north. It was the kind of the brainchild, I suppose, of um, Dr Jimmy Begg, who is um, a member of the Rotary Club of Air. And this was back in, I believe, 2003 or thereabouts, when it was the coming up to the year, the centenary year of Rotary, and they were looking for a project to to celebrate that. And <clears throat> the Ayrshire Coastal Path project kind of came to light. Um, so it was at that time just a small group of Rotarians who carried out all the research into where the path could run, did all the surveys, spoke to all the landowners and, and it came together over a period of a couple of years. Um, they managed to get funding from various sources, around about £66,000 is what it cost to put the path together and it took about a year and a half to do that. So it was a really small group of mostly retired um, men at that time and continued to be the case until a couple of years ago. So not, I mean most of the Ayrshire Coastal Path is, so we kind of split it into north and south. The south is from Glenapp to Ayr and a lot of that is, is on kind of rugged beach terrain. Some field edge paths had to be created there and an old railway line. There was a lot of cutting back required of vegetation. To, this is all back to create the path in the first place. From Air North, it's mainly joining up um, promenades and existing. There's a lot of the Sustrans um, cycle route is shared with the Ayrshire Coastal Path. So although it's 100 miles in length, there's a lot smaller number of miles that require maintenance, but the point is that it's all volunteers who do it. Now there are in the region of 50 volunteers, what started as probably four or five. Quite a lot of women have got involved. I believe I was the first. Mm -hmm. I think it's the only long distance trail in Scotland that is completely um, organized, maintained by volunteers. Part of the maintenance, of course, in fact, all of the maintenance that you're talking about have been taken on by the Pathminders. Uh, so right. tell us a little bit more about the Pathminders. So the Pathminders are people like me who give up their time to either use a strimmer and clear grass from paths, um, brush cutters, hand tools, it could be litter picking, beach cleans, all these kind of things. There's a mixture of men and women um, of all, all ages and backgrounds, people mainly who have either a background in that type of work or who have an interest in the future of the path and attract, making, it, making it look attractive for people to come and visit. In addition to the pathminders, some of those pathminders are what we call path wardens as well. Path wardens have a section that they are responsible for, which could be anything from a few miles to, to ten and they would take care of checking signage as, as it should be against a, a list of inventory, gates and bridges and all the rest and their section is if there's anything that needs any work needing done they would report that back. The 
there's um, one of our volunteers who takes care of organising a weekly work party. So any work needing done feeds into to him and he would then prioritise it and get a group of people together. We tend to go by the weather forecast. So next week, Tuesday looks quite good, who's free, and we'll come up with a plan. And it's, so it's quite a laid back setup. Well, it sounds pretty amazing, to be honest with you. And actually, it resulted in them winning uh, the Community Path Group of the Year last that's year, right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that says a, a you know, huge amount uh, for the group and the work that goes on. So tell us about your own specific role, though, within the Ayrshire Coastal Path. What is it that you do and what sort of role do you have? Have you got a designated role? Or is it... It's quite a varied role. I'm actually on the management team now as well. It started, if I can take you back to, to how it all kind of formed, um, started just with me actually walking the Ayrshire Coastal Path and it was a walk I was doing to raise money for a charity. Being someone who has a website about walks, I came back and I, I wrote about the path and the management team at the time came across it, what I'd written, um, and got in touch with me. At the time when I walked the path, I didn't, I wasn't aware that it was maintained by volunteers um, and I think when you're walking a long distance trail that's a recognised Scotland's a great trail, well certainly I was very critical of certain things um, so they were keen to help me understand why things maybe were the way they were so that was fine um, and that was kind of at the point where I then realised that I could potentially go out and help um, physically um, so that that happened. I went out and joined as the first female and the youngest person to have ever got involved in the maintenance. I learned a few skills, so I quickly learned how to use the strimmer, which was a very new experience for mm -hmm. me. Much heavier than they look. I have been cutting back vegetation to clear the sides of a, a burn and that that was just to make it look nicer. The burn was hidden from view and we'd built a little bridge over it but you couldn't actually see the burn for the, the vegetation mm -hmm. so we cleared that. Litter picking, so, so a lot of the work I do is around organising litter pick days as well. So I'm actually, uh, as a result, so Air Rotary Club had asked me to go along and do a talk about um, my website and um, how that came about and that evening they invited me to take on a section of my own as the path warden so that turned out to be Irvin Todrossen which is actually about 20 miles mm -hmm. and that most of it is promenades and beaches um, there's a lot of signs to check uh, but it's quite easy walking so it seemed quite manageable at the time and I did that for about a year before I started working so at this point I wasn't working so um, if you can imagine now I was working three days and I'm trying to fit this in as well um, we quickly realised that 20 miles was probably too much for one person yeah. and I've now recruited extra volunteers to help me with my, my patch so there's a bit of volunteer management involved there as well, training them on, on our system for, for inventory checks and reporting back. I later was invited to join the management team. I'm not sure, I mean, 
they, they obviously think highly of me. You read out what they said. Yeah, well, um, yes, only some so of it, of course. It, they, it goes on asked. and on and on. Everyone thinks incredibly highly of you. Um, it was an honour to be asked to be on the team. Not something that had ever been part of the grand master plan, but something that you would possibly only dream of. They, they obviously saw, saw something in me that they thought I could bring to the, to the team. So as well as the practical parts of the maintenance, I'm, I'm involved in, with the Facebook page for the Easter Coastal Path, trying to make sure that we put engaging content on and increase the number of people who are aware that the path exists, um, engaged with the work that we do as volunteers, but also trying to bring in what else is happening in Ayrshire along the coast to, that people might want to feed into when they're visiting the area. Well, it sounds like a full-time job, if you ask me. I don't know how you do anything else. <laughs> but I was wondering, you know, over the past sort of three years, uh, I think it's about three years you've been involved in it, yeah. yeah. So how, over that time, what are the fundamental changes that you've seen within the, the coastal path itself and also the group and how it's developed? What are the key key changes? So the the group dynamic has changed a lot in terms of who who's involved. Um, the... The number of people involved has grown a lot. Um, in the last three years it's doubled. What that means is that there's a bigger bank of people to call on for that weekly work party. Why would they have doubled then? Why, what were the sort of principal reasons? You just get out and, and selling the message? And so I think I've got probably a lot to do with that. So when I joined there were about 20 men, retired men, in, in the Pathminders team. and. I think me coming along it was, it was a big, big change for them, but also I started then appearing in the photos that would go out on Facebook for look what we were doing this week, yeah. so other women would start to see that. And it, at first it was the wife of so and so who was already involved who thought, oh well maybe I could come out and help you as well today. But in general, I am out and about quite a lot and I meet people on walks and you get chatting and you realise that this person's always been quite keen to do something like that or they're due to retire soon and what could I do and introduce the concept of becoming a pathminder and it just kind of grows, grows like that. So you mentioned it earlier actually but alongside the volunteering with the Ayrshire Coastal Path you also have a website jillianswalks.com. How did that come about? How did that first get started? So this is going back to 2016. I had a two-year-old at the time and a four-year-old. I'd taken a year's maternity leave from work and this was me into year two. I had tried an online business which hadn't gone well and I was looking at where my life was going to go. I knew that I didn't want to go back to the type of work I had before because it was um, quite a high-level stressful position um, and having taken the time away from that, I knew that something was going to change. I didn't really know what, so I put the little one in the buggy and went a walk. <laughs> so walking has always been for me a way to, I always call it my thinking time, especially if you're on your own. And I guess I just kind of had this moment of clarity on that walk. I can quite vividly remember we were in Presswick um, walking along the prom and it was January, it was freezing cold. There's a lot of things that you might, mightn't have liked about it, but I was like in my element. And 
I just, I don't know, I just thought I'm gonna try and do 100 walks this year. Um, I wasn't going back to work at that point. I was fortunate enough to be a full-time mum and there weren't plans for what I would do when I went back to work. So I just went about walking. I didn't have really an idea of where that would take. I didn't imagine that it would lead to work. I just was doing what I liked to do. And it, really the, the writing up of the walks started just as a reference for me to look back on maybe when I did, when my little one was older, all the, the, the walks we'd done together with him and his buggy. And so it was really a personal thing to start with. And it, but people started to show an interest in it. How are you finding all these walks? Where do you go? I've got a little one in the buggy as well. Where are you taking them? Where's that photo from? And so it just started to grow. And the more people showed an, showed an interest, the more I was um, encouraged to, to do it. So that's really how it started. And it just kind of grew arms and legs really on its own and has grown to to be quite big in the area now. Um, people recognise it as a, a place to go if they want to find somewhere to walk. Um, so the website itself is jillianswalks.com and it has almost 190 routes on it now. A lot of them are in, in the Ayrshire area, some are spread around um, the rest of Scotland. But if you go to them, you'll find photos, route information, a map. There's, there's a link to a program that I use called View Ranger, which tracks where I walk. So if you have that app, you can download my route and follow in my footsteps, literally. And there's always a little story about my experience of walking that route. So that is, that is how it started. Um, it has a Facebook page attached to that. Um, I think we're at about 3,600 followers just now. That's amazing. <laughs> the website gets uh, somewhere in the region of 20,000 hits a month. So people are using it um, mm -hmm. and that's that's what makes it worthwhile for me to spend the time on and it. Do you know the impact it's having in the community? I mean, people giving you that sort of feedback at all. It's great to have those hits on the website. Yeah. As it sounds absolutely amazing, the website. Um, but what sort of feedback are you getting directly from people that are using these routes? So I get uh, contacted by people all the time um, to say that, so for example there's um, people who've recently moved to the area from other other parts of Britain and who have been able to see loads of Ayrshire that they otherwise wouldn't have known about. Um, people who maybe have been having mental health challenges who enjoy walking but maybe had come away from it and have been inspired by by what they've read and gone out and explored and got, got back into it and it's helped their state of mind but also just bringing bringing people together as well and i'm someone who loves to to walk but more than just loving to walk i like to go out and and explore and see see where, how places join together um if i'm walking past a footpath that i've never been on before I've got this urge to, to walk down it and see where it leads to um, and, then, and then I want to come home and tell people about that. I'm very similar in the sense my job allows me the, the joy of wandering around the countryside and it's amazing what you stumble across yeah. and I'm just the same as you, you go down a route and, and you never know what's going to be there, it could be a large house that you never thought it would be there or just a beautiful uh, landscape whatever so it's a wonderful thing to do. 
So you're also involved with plogging. Yes. I have to admit, I wasn't entirely sure what plogging was, but maybe you could explain a little bit more about that. So plogging came from Scandinavia, the term. It means jogging and picking litter at the same time, but we've kind of adapted it to just be picking up litter whilst on the move in any form, so walking included. And when you lead walks like I have done, there are certain themes that come into conversation often, along with the weather, litter was always one. Um, there's nothing worse than being out in the country and there's litter lying around that draws your eye. People don't, people have a problem with it. And so rather than just complain about it all the time, when this notion of plogging was brought to my attention, I decided to, to do something about it. So that came in the form of starting a Facebook group called Plogging Scotland, which I was surprised didn't exist already, so why not make it exist? And that was really just to encourage people who probably were already doing this but didn't know that's what it was called, people who walk their dogs down the beach and are quite in the habit of picking up a few things to, to say they're doing it. Um, people would put before and after pictures or here's a picture of my haul for the day and the idea was to encourage them or inspire other people to start doing it as well. Would you know what? I, I take my dog down there all the time as well and I never thought to take a bag and and so it grew to it's about a thousand people that are in the group now and it's all over Scotland. Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Is it a, a ongoing challenge? Is it just something you have to do and you just get on with it? I think it's it's definitely an ongoing challenge. Um I think there's definitely more awareness around what's happening to tackle it and uh, um, there's a lot more awareness now around um, plastic pollution in the sea and things like that from the BBC's Blue Planet programme um, caught a lot of attention. Incidentally as a result of that programme we've actually on the Ayrshire Coastal Path now got some blue barrels um, stationed on some of the more remote beaches which are designed for people to put litter in while they're walking along that beach um, and some of our path wardens will go out and empty those. I think there's definitely a movement happening. Mm -hmm. Will it ever not be a problem? I don't know. But certainly it feels good to to see that people are taking action. Oh definitely, it's such a positive thing. And actually I was remembering that I was working on the Clyde Walkway uh, a few months ago and there was an older gentleman and he just went walking with his dog every single day and he always had a bag and he always filled it up and it was just something he did. He wasn't looking for any praise for it, it was just something yeah. he did. He collected as much rubbish as he could, squeeze into that bag and off he went and, and deposited it at the nearest bin and that was a wonderful thing to see. Yeah, it was really positive actually. So it's very easy to look at the negative, the litter is there, but it's a wonderful thing that people are out yeah. trying to deal with it as much as possible and long may that continue. So what's next then for the Ayrshire Coastal Path? Well. <laughs> We're actually working now on um, launching a completion certificate, that's hot off the press by the way. So we're designing a certificate that people who finish the 100 miles can order for free online or download. We've not worked out the exact details of how that will work yet but it doesn't cost anything and in return all we're going to ask for is some feedback on their experience of walking the path. And that's designed for us to be able to then um, know about any problems or trends that people 
and maybe have the same opinion about certain parts or and also it gives us an idea of um, the number of people walking the, the trail which has actually always been a challenge because some parts of the Ayrshire Coastal Path are walked regularly by the, the same people but to get an idea of who's walking from one end to the other is actually really difficult so hopefully this will give us an idea of some sort um, what else is going to come up? Well, we'll have to keep posting to keep an eye on the <laughs> keep Facebook looking at, page. Keep looking at it. So, you'll be pleased to hear we're actually at the last question, so, uh, which is fantastic uh, for you, uh, but not for us, because we really enjoyed listening to what you had to say. But you touched upon earlier that you like to explore. When you go out for a walk, you like to take a route that maybe you haven't done before and go and explore it. And uh, So tell us, do you have a favourite walk? And if so, where is it and why is it your favourite? Do you know people ask me that all the time and so I don't know why I don't just have an answer to that. <laughs> well you can make one up. I could make one up. Uh, there's just, do you know what, the thing that I've found about when I started all this, the more you walk in an area the more you discover and I honestly feel like even just taking Ayrshire as a region that there are more walks here than I could ever do and that's disregarding the whole of the rest of Scotland. I've got a huge list of to-do walks um, that people have recommended to me or that I've seen photos of on Facebook and taken notes down. Um, it was really difficult to say what my one favourite walk would be because there's just so many. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe you can post it on the Facebook page yeah. or on the website at some point in the future. We look forward to seeing that. Well, thank you, Gillian. I think that's been wonderful, actually. I really enjoyed listening to uh, thanks, everything you had to say, and uh, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me, and thanks for coming down. Our pleasure.